So I'm looking to do a new, mi new microphone. Mm. One I could put here on my desk, like right below the camera. So you don't have to look at this right. fucking thing the whole time. A little better quality. But I'm doing my math on that. I'm doing my homework on it before I buy it. Anyway, sorry, you have a box for me. Yes. You have Adam's box. Adam was previously Adam's on box. this show. That's why I wanted to open it live. You got your Richard, okay. Oh, it's not a magnet? It is a magnet. All right. Hey, look at this. <laughs> Fantastic. I put my sticker on there that was always right here next to my on my monitor. Baked in Arizona. <laughs> Baked in Arizona. Fantastic. Look at that. It comes on all the bread here. Oh, my God. It comes with a book and everything. How sad. All yours. Or wow. if you want to give it to Dick, or sorry, give it to Frank, go right ahead. No, I've never seen it. I'm kind of curious to see Peter O'Toole, Helen Mirren, John Gilgood, Malcolm McDowell. I mean, that's like ridiculous. I told you it's the movie that they they tricked everyone into being a porno. French Connection too. Yes, that's a good one. Spider Man, Spider Verse, that's a good one. And then, uh, oh, good Color of Space. Color out of space. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, good. That I forgot that was there. Oh, fantastic. And then, oh, there's, a, there's art in here. All right. Now you got to show this art. What is this art? Uh, ooh. Uh, yes. <laughs> is that Nick Cage? I gave you the, the really well done one. What do you mean, yeah. is that Nick Cage? Of course it's Nick is Cage. Is that Nick Cage? Hold on. I will I will get a frame for this and put it in my new house. I have this. A friend gave me for my birthday once. Oh, fantastic. I have a book full of them. This is like something that... Uh, Andy Warhol would have done. I gave when I did my wedding invitations to for a few people who would understand the joke. I sent them out with the invitations, like my cousin. I sent in a Nick Cage thing. Oh, right, oh, funny. Yeah. Did he get it? I didn't follow up. I never saw him again. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. He never. He never called. Died. Ray Bradbury Theater. This thing has been on the docket for 15 years. It's been on the docket since like episode 60. 59, 60, somewhere in there. Is Jansen's pictures in there? Yes, he is. Uh, let's do an intro, which you don't have. Let's just do this. It's a bomb! He's got a bomb! And that will suffice as our introduction to LIW, the, or sorry, LIW Anthology Series Review, episode 105, Ray Badbury Theater, 401 Mars is Heaven. Dick is taking the lead here. He is Dick Dickett, and I am, sorry, do you want to do the intro here? Do you want me to start over? No, you're fine. Phoenix West, who gives a shit at this point? All right. You're, well, taking, you're taking the lead here, so you're, you're on the left. Now, technically, Ray Bradbury Theater, this was an HBO show. Was it? It was an HBO show, I believe, nineteen ninety, early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. I think. I don't think it was on for very long. I didn't look it up. Um, how many seasons it was on? That's probably a good idea to probably, you know, what I should have done my research beforehand. But um, this is live, so let's just uh, go on the journey together, shall we? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I do have a, some few notes here that I took, and I I can't really get into them until we get into the plot, though. Unfortunately, I will say Ray, this episode oh, oh, has shit. a 7.2 with 150 votes. I wow. Was, I was not as kind. So, Ray Bradbury Theater was off from 1985 to 1992. Yep. It was a Canadian produced show. Makes sense. 
there is no trivia for the show on here. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, series just okay. This guy gave it a 6 out of 10. What makes this series fun is it's low budget, but they do have really good actors on the show, and I like watching it. What's hard to believe is that the show lasted for six years. <laughs> Few diamonds among the dross. <laughs> it's a fucking boring show. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I don't want to go. Okay, I'm ready. One out of ten is about the, the quota for this show. One out of ten are in show, ten. not the episode, right? No, I would say the show. And this guy, oh my god! If they're okay, wow. This is the ones that hey, they give you a list of the best episodes. Mars's Heaven is on this list. Oh God, I chose a random episode. Yeah, so wow. And they have they have one, two, three, four, five, six episodes, and one of them is Mars is in Heaven. That's the top six they would provide for someone to start off with this show. Those are the first six that come to mind. So there's 65 episodes. And this person is giving you six out of sixty-five. You can buy this entire series on DVD for eighteen ninety-eight. That's too much. Eighteen dollars ninety-eight cents. I don't think it ever went to Blu-ray. It will never go to Blu-ray. <laughs> now I like Ray Bradbury as a writer. Is this but... is this from this episode? At the, uh, at the end, I don't know. It was the hands. They just reused that same hand multiple times, probably. I, I would assume it. so, yeah. Canadians. You know how they are. Yeah. Ooh, the stand. On DVD for twelve twenty, I paid nine ninety nine for the Blu-ray. Oh my god. <laughs> I pay more for the DVD right here. Oh wow. That's like the special edition though, but the same shit's on the Blu-ray, right? Uh, random question before we get into the actual review. Do you ever see these? The gods are crazy. The gods must be crazy. I saw the first one like years ago. It's whatever. It's it's of its time. I remember seeing those VHSs when I was running VHS tapes all the time. And I would go, yeah. what are those? Who's watching those? I think the first one was a big hit. They made a sequel. Yeah. And I think, well, that was like, it's one of those. Like an airplane. Like it, made, like it made $20 million. And so they thought, well, we can make a franchise. It's like, no, no you can't. Just stop after the first one, please. Sorry, just a random question. I've never met anyone who's ever seen them. I've seen the first one. I'm I'm pretty sure. But like, you don't remember it. You're not like, oh, I fucking love it. I just remember a, a, an African guy, tribesman, with his ass hanging out, running around with a coke bottle, saying, "This is God." It's like a coke bottle. They find a coke bottle in the jungle, and they think it's like brought in from God. <laughs> Someone reviewed the DVDs for Gods Must Be Crazy as the gods have no subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's an Australian film. I think it's pretty. Yeah, oh, it's Aborigine. Yeah, okay, yeah. it's an Aborigine. Okay. But to me, you know, when you're a kid and you're growing up in fucking the middle of nowhere, you're like, "That's an African guy because he's black." Right. Is really all you see. That's all. I don't know. The wrong black man. Uh, this is this movie's hilarious, and believe me, to someone who has been there. Okay, so he says he's been to Africa. Oh, well, now I'm confused. What's going on here? Let me go to IMDb here <laughs> and, and figure some shit out while you read that review. Oh, that's pretty much it. All the reviews are pretty much uh, series is okay. Few diamonds in the rough. 
a must for fans and highly recommended for everybody. That guy's a liar. Uh, disappointing to say the least. We purchased the complete collection, and because the name Ray Bradbury meant something, we were sure we were going to get to watch some good stories. Boy, were we wrong. We are almost finished watching the whole series, and it has been painful. It's South Africa, by the way. Okay, well, close enough. Johannesburg. Loved it when I was a kid. So happy to see most episodes on Birth, Stir, and Pluto TV. I'm going to guess he has changed his name because... Sorry, we're still talking Ooh. about this. Guys must be crazy. That must be crazy. <laughs> Look at his name. I don't think he's alive anymore. He has no, he's not. But he has a uh, he has an exclamation point in his name. No, they don't have that. No, so as the I'm not. Okay, so sorry, we're done about that. I'm closing this. We're we're done with that. Close the chapter. Close that. That's a close chapter on the. Uh... Uh, the what have you. We talked at the death. We're done. Because so, we have no information. But yeah, sorry. Go, you go ahead. You, this is yours. We open with with this first crew landing on Mars. It's uh, Hal Lindsay, I think. Uh, well, I don't I'm no. his character actor. Hal Lindsay. Um, and two other guys are with him. Hal Linden. They land. Hal Linden, okay. Yeah. They land on Mars. They get out. They're the first three guys to step foot on Mars. They, it turns into a Twilight Zone episode because it's like... Um, you see what them. The, what was the episode you, you see, were mentioning? You see the ship, you see Mars, and the fuckers land on it. Yeah. And they're still like, maybe we landed on Earth. <laughs> Motherfucker, you saw the red planet and you approached it and very, very slowly. Well, they, got, oh. they, don't, even get to, they don't even get to that Earth setting until they walk a couple of feet. Yeah, to the left from the ship, and they take off their helmets because they got oxygen on the planet. Apparently, yeah, that that there's a lot of true. issues in the beginning, but whatever, it's fine. But uh, whatever, they get the no, because he goes, it's breathable. We're good. We're good. Yeah, ah! take it off. Who gives a shit? Take it off. Take off your pants. There's lots of sexual innuendo in this episode. Oh my god, uh, this is like uh, the, the this is like the uh, Spanish episode about the. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That was a oh, that was like who a, who wrote that one? Oh, that was a uh, uh, Beaumont. Beaumont, Charles Beaumont episode. Charles Beaumont that was episode. the Matador episode. Yes, with the old man and the small child, and they're chasing those bulls. Chasing those bulls. He's like raising a. Tw- he's raising his own twink. Like he's 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 grooming him. It was so fucking creepy. The whole episode. Well, I- and, and, and this episode does have a creep factor as well. We will get into that. It's, it's a very um, incestual episode. It's very strange. So they, they land on the planet, and one at a time, each guy is like getting lost into the planet. He's like, oh, my God, you see how this is a kid? And he runs off, disappears. And then the other guy sees his grandparents. He goes off to them. And the last guy sees his brother, who's been dead for like 40 years. And they go to the house. There's subsequent houses. And they, he's talking to his family that's been dead for years. And he's like... You know, what is this? What's going on? Is Mars heaven? And they all say, oh, no, no. We were we were always here. There's no know. God. <laughs> There's no God. You're dead. We're going to kill you in your sleep. And, um, it's something I mean, like a uh, birthday party. And they're all like, would cheers. You, would, speech. Would you, like some, would you like some meatloaf? We're going to kill you in your sleep. Yeah. It, I mean, would you like some champagne? Yeah. You know what it reminded me of more than Elegy from Twilight Zone? Original it's series very, is the... It's very Elegy. Of the 2002 remake... Where he oh. goes back with his baseball. Oh, that really? Yeah. The, the, that For one? some reason, I got that vibe out of it. Wow, it reminded me of the house. Reminded me of that house. 
A little bit, a little bit. It, I just got that vibe from it. I don't know why. That is a good episode. I, I, I do like our podcast on that episode because it was very funny. I rewatched, I re-listened to that one not too long ago. It's a good one. Sorry, Twice I don't on, know what you're talking about. No, I said look it up. <laughs> Twice in 2002 when we talked about the uh, baseball episode. Or it's, uh, I'll look at, in it. I'll look. It was uh, M- Mr. Megan Fox. Mr. Megan Fox, former Mr. Megan Fox. Whose name? Uh, Alan Green? Da- no, Allen David Green. Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. No, uh, no, what is his name? It's something Green. Brian Austin Green. There you go. I knew it was similar to David Allen Greer. <laughs> Dag, Brian Austin Green. His name, oh, so the episode name was... We've done a lot of those episodes. Holy shit. Yeah, go figure that one. I want to show you what I'm looking at here. Because, yeah. okay, I'll pull it up on the screen here. i got to pull up that. Here we go. So the white ones we've done. That's my little modeling, how, how I work with this. We've done yeah, these white that. ones. Yellow wow. we've yet to do. Green is on the docket. Wow. So let's go to page two because I don't see it yet. Oh, oh, that. I think it's this. Found and lost. You're probably right. Boom. Yeah, you're right. Give it a six. That's okay. Like it's, it wasn't a good it's episode. It's completely inoffensive. No, it's a terrible episode because it was like, you couldn't just, well, you listen to the episode, it's wonderful. Uh, We've done a lot of these, though. No, that's 2002. Four, five, sorry, talk. Are we almost done with the Twilight Zone 2002? There's only one season. I think we're almost done with it. We have 18 left out of 43. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's what, they're becoming like very rare now. Yeah. Like I was working on their episode list before this and our next Well, beyond belief... Beyond Belief really took over, and, the, and now we're doing the Reduxes, and that's taking that's taking. No, episode th- so our next twas and episode is episode three fifty five. We don't do another two thousand two until three sixty three. Shit. And then our next one after that is oh good god, is it even on the docket on on this screen? Three eighty six. So twenty episodes go by. Wow. We have six night galleries in a row coming up, and I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, that was three seasons, and we're not done yet. They do two story, two two to four stories every fucking episode. Yeah, that's the problem. But I don't want to sit there and watch four episodes, so I break it up to make it easier for us. Yeah. Well, Redberry Theater. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, You have the families are all something. Something's fucked up's going on, and so they have this really weird. 1950s Norman Rockwell world at their disposal, and it's like they're having fireworks in the sky, and all the crew has left the ship. Yes, the entire time, him and his brother, who we find out died when they were 12, when he was 12, our main character, yeah, yeah, died in a fire. And the entire episode, they're playing like weird grab ass games. It's a very strange sexual. He steals his helmet, and he's like, (laughs) "Come, come here. Kim, grab it. He's on his bike. That's your he like, helmet. Like he, I felt like I know in the in the reality he's wearing like a wife beater tucked or a white shirt tucked into his jeans and he's like running with his helmet. But in my head he's like wearing short shorts, bent over on a bike, going, "Get me, brother, get me, chase me from behind." That's what was happening up here, and it was awesome, but a little scary. <laughs> Feels like you're wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> And so his his uh, his uh, homosexual brother, <laughs> they share a bedroom, by the way. 
So we get to the point where they're attic, all outside. Attic bedroom. The, the whole, the whole, um. The parents were like, I'm sick of you guys being downstairs. We can hear you fucking all night long. Go to the goddamn attic. Sick of this. The whole crew comes off the ship, even though he tells them not to, but they get dragged out because they're all like hearing things of their past. And one guy is saying, um, Thank one you. guy's an orphan, and he on this crew, the one orphan says, Something's not right, sir. This this isn't this isn't making any sense. This blah, is blah, blah. 18 minutes into our 23 minute episode. Yes, the, the twist comes literally ha- like 30 seconds left of the episode. That's when the twist hits, and it's over. The episode is over. And uh, what happens is he they're all having fun, and then the captain goes back to his shared room with his 18-year-old brother who died in a fire. 18. Come on. 18. 18. He was 12. That, that kid's he's, supposed to be 15. He's, got his, he's literally has his pants off at this point getting into bed. He covers up, and the, 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 the old man is starting to take his pants and take off his shirt, and he's just like going, wait a minute. He does a wait whole a speech. He's like, um... You died in a fire when I was 12. This house burst this down to the ground. Thing. This is not real. And he says, sure, why not? And he goes, well, then that means you're a Martian. And he says, yeah, probably. And he goes, what are you going to do with me? Well, I'm going to put you to sleep. And I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Ah! And he laughs. Yeah. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. And he goes, ah, yeah, right. And he just he starts thinking. And he's like, okay, well, I want to go get a drink of water. He goes, you're not thirsty. And he goes, yeah. No, and he turns around. He's starting to walk down the stairs, and all of a sudden, you see this alien hand that looks like it's coming from a three-foot midget. So this guy could have seriously saved his ass by turning around and kicking him like that puppet. If he would have kicked him like the studio window, they would have they would have won. They would have won the war against the Martians. I didn't even mention this in the last episode, our Creepshow episode. The funniest part of that bit is you're waiting because you're used to like Hollywood magic or Hollywood sound effects. You're waiting for that like. But it just goes through the window. There's no window there. That's the best part of it. It's a Bolsonwood set. Inside baseball joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh goddamn! We laughed so hard during that. And and so that was it. Like the alien comes up. He's three feet tall. He kills him in his sleep. And then you cut to the exterior of Mars. All the helmets are on the on these grave sites. And the second team from Earth is coming. Yeah, the the rescue crew showing up. Right. Tom Sizemore, Val Kilmer. All of them. Carrie Ann Moss. And, and uh, uh, fucking... Don Cheadle. The other Mars Andy Dufresne. Yeah, it's right. Tim Robbins, Don Cheadle. Tim fucking Robbins is in that movie. Why? Tom Sizemore was in that one. I, I said oh, Tom Sizemore was my first person. That's right. That was first oh, I'm combining the two. That was Red Planet of Val Kilmer. Tom Sizemore was Red Planet as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm combining the two. Yeah. That's good. Brian De Palma and whoever the fuck directed uh, Red Planet. I have no idea. Yeah, Commission to Mars. That was like a big bomb. That was a big bomb. Let's see how much money that lot movie lost. That okay. was Tim Robbins going, don't bother. Yeah, because he was uh, he killed himself, right? He killed himself second one. He's like, I don't want to be in this movie. I'll kill myself. <laughs> and Tom Sawyer was like, no! I was in Shawshank. I'm out. Yeah, it's fucking six years later. Why am I in this? De Palma, okay. get me out. Mission to Mars. Mission Brian to Mars. Tim Robbins, Gary Sinise, Don Cheadle, Connie Nelson, Jerry O'Connell, Kevin Smith. Oh, Kevin Smith. <laughs> I hope he's Delaney. the inverse where he has everything but the goatee. Yeah. He's a really skinny dude. And then uh, I'm Kevin Smith, like I caved in. 
<laughs> this movie cost 68 Mars, 68 million. million 100 million dollar budget estimated it opening weekend was 22 million it only made 60 million in the United States it made 110 million worldwide but you figured it probably lost about 40 million dollars yes with and then Chris you Nad. with advertisements and stuff yeah. and then you look at Brian, Brian De Palma's career who he never recovered. ever recovered from that the original director was Gore Verbinski yes and that makes more sense because it's it's a it's a Gore Verbinski or a Rennie Harlan movie Yes, and then they got fuck, the... they got a talented director, one of the one of the best directors of the of the seventies and eighties, and they're like, here you go. Now, Red Planet, two thousand, same year. Who directed that? Anthony oh, Ant, Anthony Hoffman. Anthony Hoffman. No. Anthony Anthony Hopkins. Val Kilmer, Carrie Moss, <laughs> Tom Sizemore, Benjamin Bratt, Simon Baker, Terrence Stamp. There's a plus, and that much else. Anthony Hoffman. That's not a Ooh. that's not a plus. Terrence Anthony. Stamp will show up. You give him a cheese sandwich. Oh my holy god! You know what's weird? Anthony, oh, Anthony Hoffman has not worked since. <laughs> now, how much did this movie lose? I, if that's the case, I wanted to bring something up, but I, I think it's just me, so I won't do it. You can try. Soderbergh reminds me of like a newer version of De Palma. He yeah. just does it much less scale on every aspect, every single aspect. Well, he likes to shoot things but he, cheap. Yes, he does his very own thing. He oh. does his own image. De Palma doesn't give a shit about critics. He never did. And then Soderbergh is the same way. But then they oh. both did their Hollywood movies, which is, uh, you know, he did his, uh, uh, you know, Ocean's Eleven, 12, 13. And then De Palma also had his, his um, um, Mission Impossible. Uh, kind of around the same time. But they kind of remind me of each other. It's weird that they both worked with... Yeah, bizarre. Because Don Cheadle... Or sorry, uh, you were saying that uh, Terrence Stamp is in that. And then... Yes, Red Planet. But he also he wasn't in the in the Palma one. That's why I'm saying it's not really relevant. It's just so many things in my in my mind kind of went... Boo, boo, boo. Well, uh, Terrence Stamp was in the Limey with Steven Soderbergh. That's what I'm saying. But he wasn't yeah. in Mission to Mars. He, he was, was in, in. He was in the. Yeah, he was in Red Planet. That's why Red it doesn't Planet, really connect. It's just like my brain. Yeah, Red Planet estimated budget eighty million. It made thirty three million worldwide. But let's say this, uh, Soderbergh, you're no De Palma. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I like I Soderbergh. Like, I like Soderbergh. I think I might like more Soderbergh movies than I do Brian De Palma movies, though. Have you seen a lot of early De Palma movies, though? Well, there's only like four. You know what's funny? Michael Good, who we went to school with, obsessed yes. with both guys. Yes, he was. And that's what I'm saying. They're similar with their style. They're they're minimalist. They don't you, you don't ever know the characters that much. It's about no, that. I would say it's Brian Palma. Brian Palma, I wouldn't call him a minimalist. I would say he's um, he's operatic because everything he does is very big. He's a mix of of Hitchcock and. Uh, oh, he's yeah, he ripped the, off Hitchcock. The Italian dude. Right, What's yeah. the Italian guy? Sorry. Oh, you're thinking of um, eight and a half Fellini? No, no, no. Um, not not Sergio Leone. No, the Italian guy. I'm thinking of. Uh... So yes, yeah, so the early early Brian De Palma movie is Sisters, Phantom of the Paradise, Obsession, yeah. Carrie, The Fury, Home Movies, Dressed to Kill, 
blowout, double di- scarf double, faced, body double, body double. Um, Frankie goes to the Hollywood music video. He didn't really, yeah. That's... Bruce Springsteen dancing in the dark music video. Oh, he directed Wise Guys. Oh no, yeah. money, yeah. And then Untouchables, he did. That's a great movie. And then right after Untouchables was Mission, uh, yeah, Mission Impossible. Casualty, casualties. Oh, casualties. Yeah, with a. Uh... No, but here, here's okay. So Brian De Palma is responsible for one of the worst movies ever made, The Bonfire of the Vanities. It's true. That's what that's what hurt his career for a time. After no, like, but... Casualties of War and Bonfire didn't help. Casualties of War is fine because you got Michael J. Fox, you got Madonna's abuser. Yeah. Sorry, what's but, the, the, sorry, can't the, think of his name. But, uh, yeah, and, Sean, and Sean Penn. And John C. Riley, a twenty-year-old John C. Riley. I'm in this movie. Oh, Ving Rhames <laughs> is in it too. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that movie's fine. I forgot about that. Like, yeah. Uh, well, the problem that was supposed to be his big Vietnam movie, but Platoon came out prior. Hamburger so Hill. Hamburger Hill and, <laughs> and and Full Metal Jacket. So that got lost in the shuffle, and that kind of fucked up his career for a minute. Yeah. But it wasn't but his, his comeback, fault. It wasn't no. his fault. No, but the Bonfire of the Vanities was a was a. But his fiasco. comeback was Mission Impossible. Well, he did Carlito's Way before Mission Impossible. <sighs> I want to say Carlito's Way was successful. I would imagine that's a you know Al Pacino the height of his powers. Yeah. yeah. But a box office was thirty million budget, made sixty three million plus worldwide, double its money, not counting prints and ads. Probably made about. Ten million dollar profit, but I think that's the movie that really does well on VHS and video. I was gonna say that that video. that doesn't qualify for back then. You got to double that. I'd say 120, sure, yeah. 120 million. Yeah, probably out of sixty four, double his money. Yeah. So yeah. I was well. I would say Carlitos Way was a much was a bigger hit, like secondary market. Because I can say myself, I rented I rented Carl yeah. Carlitos Way probably three times on VHS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or bought it, or you know, whatever, yeah. or, or watched it on on HBO. All the time, and cable all the time. So I feel like that's the movie that people, yeah, buy a lot and have in their. Like you'll have Scarface, Carlitos Way, double feature. I also really liked John Leguizamo back then. Like I was obsessed with that guy. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Something about him was like this guy, Al Pacino. I was like, he's bad in this movie. I don't like. Oh, him. I'm bad. I'm Puerto Rican now. <laughs> Betty from the Bronx. Oh, I don't care about you. You can tell by my clear accent. Yes. And then Brian De Palma goes on to have a big success with Mission Impossible, 1986. Followed that up with Snake Eyes. Ooh. Hold on. And then Mission to Mars. Oh, that hurts. After Mission to Mars, it was Ocean's Eleven the next year. No, uh, that's Brian De Palma. Uh, oh, sorry. So, so wow. Right. See, seriously, I told I I told you right off the bat, those two guys. No. Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about the Palma. De Palma wishes he was Soderbergh in two thousand. Uh, you're right. You're right. He was so, nominated. So after years. Mission to Mars, it was what did he do after that? Two thousand three. Two fatales. Two thousand two Femme fatales. Black Dahlia is two thousand six. Black Dahlia is actually kind of decent. It's not terrible. It's not great. But and not, he did like Passion, so and he did a ton of weird movies. Redacted. He, he went back to his eighties. The Palma, which is why I, I like the guy. He just went, like went, fuck it. Michael Mann did the same thing. Like, fuck this. All right. M- minimalize. Every single 80s, 70s, and 80s director went, all right, let's bring it back in. I don't want to be a part of this Marvel universe. Yeah. 
Well, it looks like Brian De Palma did a movie in 2019 called Domino. Yeah. A Copenhagen police officer seeks justice for his partner's murder, and it stars the guy from. It's not uh, the Tony Game Scott Domino, by the way. It looks like it looks like a Tony Scott movie. <laughs> R.I.P. But yeah, and then he's got four movies in production: uh, Sweet Vengeance, Lights Out, Truth and Other Lies. But who knows? These movies might have been in development for twenty-five years. You know what? Soderbergh movie I want to watch is called The Laundromat. It was his first movie on Netflix. It's on, Nef- it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's yeah. his Netflix movie. I tried watching it. I watched like the first twenty minutes. I got bored. I was like, and eh. he did another uh, black and white movie after that, I believe. I like Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky, and then he uh, he did uh, Laundromat, and then he did another Netflix movie that was in black and white, like he did with the German with uh, uh, George Clooney. The good German, yeah. The good German, which was, I get it, but not not for me. It, it didn't hate it, but I'm like, oh, you you missed some sort of mark, sir. But then he did a new movie. Him and, sorry, Michael Mann directed that new movie. What's it called? The black and white movie he just did with Netflix? Got nominated. Oh, Fincher? Oh, was it Fincher? Yeah, Fincher did. Okay, the, all uh, three of those guys are working for fucking Netflix now. Yeah, Fincher's doing a bunch of stuff. He did Makowitz. Uh, Makowitz. Okay, so Michael yeah, Mann is also Fincher. doing a TV show. It's HBO Max. He's doing Tokyo Vice. HBO Max, Vice. okay. Yeah, he's doing Tokyo Max. Vice. He's also doing something. He's, he did Lucky with Cinemax, I believe. With Dennis, with uh, Hoffman. Oh, Hoffman? Yeah. He, um, Michael Mann did that horse racing show with Dennis Hoffman. Luck. Yeah, Luck. luck. And that was actually that a decent show. I watched it because I love yeah, Michael the, Mann. The, the problem with that movie, that they show was they killed so many horses. fucking horses. That was the problem. Michael Mann was like, oh, God, I didn't think this was a reality. So he canceled it. He's like, you know, I'm done. <laughs> Written that, by David Milch. But it was a good show. But. I also get why they canceled it because if you kill a lot of horses during your show, you kind of. I would fold too. I'd be like, no, I'm not shooting any more horses, man. I can't do it anymore. All right, I'm so let's get back to this show, this episode. Oh, we we just wrapped it up. It was done. Oh, okay. So we're done. That's why uh, we're talking uh, about Soderbergh and, and Brian De Palma. Oh, a couple things I want to show. How is. Uh, Dick, we'll go back to a show we did together, LAW The Stand Review. Larry Underwood. Who you yes. will know from this? I want you to fuck me, Larry. Different version of the show, but same character. This is Larry. Yes, Larry Underwood. Yes. How is he not the younger brother from this show? Because look at this guy. Boom. Yeah, that's wacky. Wow. How is he not the same guy? That's creepy. It's the same fucking guy. Look at this. Maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's creepy. Look at him here. Look at him here. Yeah. How is that not the same man? Which maybe goes to show. His, maybe he changed his name and got his career all figured out. Hollywood will hire like seven people that look the same in any given era. Yes, they will. Seven people. The rest of you get commercial gigs. Fine. Have fun there. We don't give a shit. Other than that, we're going with this guy. And, and How is that not the same fucking person as Beyond Me? Um, other note I wanted to mention was this is directed by John Lang. Hmm. Who directed, he's still alive. He's born in New Zealand. He's directed, uh, he's got 39 credits. He directed uh, five episodes of Power Rangers Megaforce. Three episodes of Power Rangers Mystic Force. Eight episodes of Power Rangers SPD. He directed Power Rangers Ninja Storm, the TV series, one episode. 
Three episodes of Xena Warrior Princess. Genius. 15 episodes of The Adventures of Swiss Family Robinson from the 1998 series. Oh my god. Tying back to our last discussion here on the previous episode, four episodes of Hercules The Legendary Journeys. Five episodes of the Ray Bradbury Theater. Oh, wow. First one being this one. Wow. He directed the Happy Happiness Machine. Here be the Tigers, spelled with a Y. Maybe it's about like tanks. The Toynbee Convector, also with a Y. Uh, right. And then a, tust of, a Touch of Pestilence. Mm. Um, he directed Beyond Reasonable Doubt. Starring fucking nobody. I don't know who the fuck those people are. Oh, I've, I've seen a few um, Ray Bradbury theaters where the, the kids are based on his short stories. I remember seeing one about the car accident people. Nope. There was There's an episode where this guy, he's a photographer and takes pictures of a car accident. He starts seeing this group of people in the crowd every time somebody dies in a car accident. And he gets obsessed. He's just like, who are they? They're in every picture. They, they know something. They know. And he runs after him and it ends up being he gets in a car accident and they come for him. He's like, No, no, don't take me. And it's like they're taking them to the next, like they're the Reapers or whatever, taking whoever dies in a car accident. Fun. It's not a bad uh, story, but the episode's kind of like goofy. They all are. It seems like this is a good representation of the actual show. Yeah. I where it was so. clearly a ripoff of a Twazone episode, but boring. Because Elegy, I really enjoy that episode. Yeah. It's a fun little episode. This one was so fucking boring. It, reminded me of, it was like the cage of episode of Star Trek, which Weird. is an episode yeah. they didn't deem yeah. worthy to show to anyone until 20 years later. Well, well. Uh, so he's versus the Tulusians, I guess. I, I, uh. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple notes about the all-white parade outside his house. Yes, the Why is there suddenly parade. a white parade? Why introduce the character who's an orphan and then never, ever go back to that? Well, they must have killed him right away. They just, they just killed him off screen. But both of us were like, okay, I, I was like, why set that up 20 minutes into your episode? You need to set that up early because it's going to pay off. Here it's going to pay. Oh, it didn't pay off. No. no. They, did, they just got, got killed. And Here's a question. If you're just going to kill him. Just kill him. Why do this whole mental manipulation thing? I don't get it. What's the benefit? They needed they needed something more. That's what I'm saying. It, the benefit is you get to watch the you get to watch the the movie. No, in the reality, for... let's loiter in Wonderland if we can. It's the name of our fucking network. Let's loiter, loiter in this Wonderland here of this story. Why are they doing what they're doing if they're just going to kill him? I, I I don't. Right, there's it, no point. It, it angers me to no end because there's zero point to what they're doing. They like to play with their food before they eat it. But show that then. If you're gonna, if the point is torture, torture or mental manipulation is the torture, and they get off on that, fucking show that. Right. There's zero point to what they're doing. And that's what bothers me about this episode. So I, I, I give it a four. I, I can't give it anything higher. I would, I would agree with that. Force about right. It wasn't Force terrible, right. but it just yeah, none. This is supposed to be Ray Bradbury, who I, I'll be honest, I don't know much about the guy. Uh, he 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 wrote a part of one Twilight Zone episode. He's written a lot. He's pr- he's pretty prolific. I've seen Fahrenheit four fifty one. 
That's yeah, about all I know about him. That's one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, I read the, the book. Good book. I love the movie more though. The seventies uh, or the... the Francois Truffaut. Okay, version. good. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I've seen that as well. Great yeah, great, great movie. movie. I did not see the Jordan Jordan. I did not either because Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan remake. I was always, I was always, I didn't see it because I always wanted the Frank Darabout uh, Fahrenheit 451 movie that never happened. I wanted that to happen. I wanted him to do it, but it I agree. Happen. That was a that was the talk of the town for a long yeah. time. Yeah, because if you hang on an IMDb like I do. You see those credits that show up, and if you give, if even if you go to Nick Cage's uh, IMDb right now, it still shows up as the Joe Exotic Untitled Amazon Project. Right, and you're yeah, like, that's been canceled for update, a year now. They don't update that shit at all. The, cancel, get rid of it. No. He's not. He already said, "I'm glad I'm not doing it because it's not relevant now." Like the man yeah. himself is not going to do it. Yeah. So get rid of it. it but you see a lot oh. of that shit, like the. And I originally thought, I even brought it up during a work meeting once where I was like, someone made a joke about, oh, that'll never happen. I go, you know, it's never going to happen. And I typed in Avatar, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like on IMDb. I'm like, there, you, that's never going to fucking happen. Did you see the trailer? I'm a person. No. The new, the new Avatar trailer. Can you put your Richard magnet on the fridge now? I did. It fell off. Yeah. Put it on there for real. I tried. It I sent it for this explicit result of seeing it in the fridge other than that one fucking thing up there. <laughs> I just want something else up there. there okay, I can't see it at all. all right. I know it's there yes. now. Well, it's not going to be there for long. I know. It's so tiny. You say that, but you've been here the whole time. <laughs> Give me about three weeks. No, I will not. <laughs> you will three not. Three more weeks. I do not believe you. But, um... Wow, he did. Oh, God. God, what a terrible movie. Mars is Heaven is a science fiction story by American writer Ray Bradbury, originally published in 1948 in Planet Stories. So he wrote it before Elegy. Okay, kudos. All right. Nothing fucking happens, though. This Ray Bradbury story was adapted for radio broadcast by Ernest Kinroy. It was aired by NBC Radio on January 5th, 1951 on the program Dimension X. And that's it. Do you think there's other trivia? There's not. I'd look. There's nothing out there. No, like outside of that. Oh, I'm sure there are, but um, I don't think anybody cares enough. <sighs> I'm curious. Okay, here's genresnaps.com. Oh God, I want to see. Uh, I want to see the opinion pieces. If there's anything opinion related, so it's just synopsis. Okay, post post. Here's their post post part. On um, this is, again, this is genre genresnaps.com. Never been to the site before, but here we go. This is after. This is like their synopsis version. Pointless duplication. In the story, Black's mother died 26 years ago. He is now 26 years older. The townspeople say that the year is 1926. The story, the short story, uh, Mars is Heaven was included on the Martian Chronicles as the third expedition. Oh, okay. Coincidentally, director John Lang is also credited on the episode of The Hitchhiker, which I just watched. The first disc of the series was so awful, I couldn't bring myself to write about it. Ah! His episode was probably one of the better ones, though. Well, that says a lot. For some reason, Bradbury, among other sci-fi writers, was given license to have breathable air on Mars and other basic scientific inaccuracies. 
come on, give the guy Someone, uh, D. Gerard, commented on the site here back in 2021, so last year, t- November. In the, uh, in the immortal words of Captain Black, that is impossible, not to mention pointless. We are left to conjecture one of the several scenarios. Somehow the Martians, in quotes, probed their minds, then cut out those memories, reconstructed their earlier lives, but why? Are the reconstructed families also aliens? Shape-shifting aliens? And given the vague but obviously final ending, again, what to make of it? The astronauts have been buried, their helmets placed atop each of the three graves, uh, which meant what exactly? Have the astronauts also been replicated by the Martians? If they all went, if they went to all that trouble to reproduce Earth's atmosphere, vegetation, and architecture, wouldn't it all be a better idea to let the let the astronauts live so they may observe them in their natural habitat? Seems like a squandered opportunity to me, but so much for there being intelligent life in other planets. I completely agree with that person. Yeah, it's pretty. They brought up most of our points to this episode. Yeah, I would say so. Here's the, here's the problem with this episode. This is a lot of bad sci-fi for me. If the point of your villains could be synopsized as this. The astronauts walk outside their spaceships. The Martian hit him in the back of the head with Martian Martian hammers and killed him. If that's, piss on. Piss on. That's why I say I hate that shit where... Right. The, like the ring, where they just get tortured then killed. I'm like, right. Then why, right, yeah. why the long fucking... Why... Yeah. Ex- why drag it out? I don't get it. Right. Um, some movies explain that as they want to feast on their fear. But this one, nothing, just nothing. hit him. Ah, got him. All right, we're done. Nothing to it. There's nothing Bury to him it. here. Four. <laughs> I'm debating three, honestly, because fuck this thing. I'll give it a, f- a three. I give it a four. We both gave it a four already. I- I'll give- oh, did we? Okay, fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it is what it is. It's just whatever. I don't even care. The more we um, discuss it, I'm going three. But uh, I mean, it, it's it is what it is. It's you know what? Nice. Fucking three. Give it a three. Yeah, go three. I'm gonna go three because the more I talk about it, the more I hate it. It's it's <laughs> it's not terrible, but it makes zero sense logistically for anyone. Yes. It's a seven point two on IMDb. I just don't well, it's, get that. Pri- it's probably because of the first um, story or whatever it's connected to. It's probably not this one. No, it's this is a single episode. This isn't twelve hundred eighty-five. Oh, wasn't it? oh I, th- I thought this was okay. No. I thought this was uh, this is it oh, by itself. Shit. Oh my god! What are they thinking? They're not thinking at all. It feels like. Yeah, they all ain't. right, Dick. Let's get out of here. Um, I'll see you but, in hell. Yeah. Before I go. Before we go, next week on this live stream, next week on this podcast feed, there's just going to be one episode for LAW Anthology Series. That's episode 106. Speaking of Jeffrey Tambor, I believe he is in this episode. Two sentence horror stories. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Is it Jeffrey Tambor? How is this not Jeffrey Tambor? Okay, I saw all I saw was really small images of this, and I swear this is Jeffrey Tambor. Because look at this. I just assumed that was him. He's clearly thinner now that I see a big picture of it. That looks like Brett Spiner. But I thought that was like look at the tiny version. I just assumed that was him. Okay, so maybe it was really tiny. Never, yeah, it was. 
Okay. Because never mind that. So we are doing two sentence horror stories, two oh eight little monsters. I've never seen this show. Neither of you, right? It is a Netflix so. exclusive, I believe. Okay, no, never saw it. And then after that, we're doing LIW John Carpenter Review. I'm sorry, Dick. Episode 24, <sighs> Elvis from Elvis. 1979. The Last one. Next week. Yes, the one John Carpenter movie with Kurt Russell oh. I've never seen. Yeah. Um. <sighs> it's, it's a. It's a TV miniseries, technically, or TV movie, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But I will watch every second of it. I like TV movies. I'm sure it's good. I've heard I've heard it's good. So there I, are I so many TV it. movies I love. I'm fine I'm with sure it. I'm sure it's enjoyable. I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'm a guy who's watched The Stand 75 times. I, I can't judge this thing. It's half the length of The Stand, not even. Uh, but... Yeah, let's, let's see how this is Elvis. So that'll be next week on this live stream. Uh, episode 107 of Anthology Series. The week after that is Tales from the Crypt, 310 Morning Mess. And then we're also doing wow. Nick Cage Cast Running with the Devil. Oh, sorry, no. We're doing Nick Cage Cast. Bringing Out the Dead. Yes. That's I have to change that on my screen. But we are doing Running with the... Uh, bringing Out the Dead. Running with the dead. So it's bringing out the dead and running with the devil. I debated combining those two in one episode, like a versus. Should I do that? You could. It makes sense, right? Should I just do that? Why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just do it. Fuck it, right? I mean, we have so many verses of that show. That's those are two because they're like twenty years apart, and I'm like, all right, because that's ninety nine versus twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, why not? All right, let's do a versus. Running with the Devil versus uh, Bringing Out the Dead. It's not even fucking close. Because I've seen both those movies. It's not even fucking close. But Running with the Devil is so much better than Scorsese Scorsese could ever do. Absolutely. Whatever. Let's uh, let's do it live. Fuck it, right? That's right. Until next time, and in the meantime, I am unfortunately Phoenix West. Dick, dick, We're really early. This is a quick episode, so let's do this whole outro. I want you to fuck me, Larry. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another episode on the podcast. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen. Nope! So long, citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking podcast now. You know, Adams have been almost dead a year. Yeah. Like in a few weeks here. No, July. No, June. No, it's July. It's July 8th or something. Because June, we, we did a podcast with him in June. His last show was like June 6th or 5th or something. Let me pull up. 
Yeah, because I know we did one in June together, and then for three weeks, four weeks, he didn't... Oh, it was July, okay. Yeah, because he didn't say anything for like four July weeks. July 6th, so, okay, yeah. yeah. Still. July 6th, yeah. I'm bad with dates. That's why I have a literal calendar here where I put in, and I'm like, talk about this, because I'm so bad with dates. Yeah. Yeah, coming up, though. Yeah. And he's not here for Elvis, which is a show he's he supposed was, to be a part of. It's his fault. <laughs> God damn it! He should be fucking experiences with us. He never watched yeah. Elvis like any of us because he's a person. No. And yes, uh, yeah, this is gonna be interesting. All right, bye, bye. Two sentence horror stories. Yay! <laughs> Inside number nine in two weeks though, or no, next week, two weeks, three weeks. Is it? And then Beyond wow. Belief in four weeks. Oh, shit, really? That's June, it? June 10th Man. or 11th, whichever day they decide. Yeah, I miss it. Bye.